John, what are we starting off with? Uh, we start off with uh, local politics council issues. It's not really politics. It's just catching up with the work that's going on around town, or not, as the case <laughs> may be. Yeah, and um, in what one of them was a meeting, well, a meeting that's coming up for regional council in a couple of days' time, and on their agenda they've got a mention of the um, district council doing some work on coastal hazards and saying that future possible projects might include Lorenzen Bay and Tikopua. They don't seem to have caught up with calling it Papahua yet. But. Well, maybe, as we know with councils, there's many departments. I think some of the departments might have and others not. <laughs> and I suppose it depends where along there you're looking. So some of it is Tikopua down the far end. So, yeah. True, actually. And in fact, it could be because... There's long been, like Tex Ricard for decades was, was trying to maintain yeah, the sand dunes down there. could be referring to that. Down that end, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just thought I'd mention that it is there and it is a possible project. So, so, so the regional council is saying the district council is going to do something? Uh, well, they're, they're saying that the district council has been doing something and that they're now looking at um, these two options in Raglan as well. Yeah, so some of that is referring, uh, presumably the issue around Papahua, uh, yeah, because we, we keep seeing the, the uh, windsock fall over and being replaced. But I was thinking of, um, on the on the inlet where all the little kids go swimming. Well, that's more to do with the bridge being removed. So, yeah, yeah, and that, that was effectively acting as a groin, the old bridge, and it's continued to be eaten away. And we've been promised that council staff are going to do some planting along there, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, there appears to be renewed determination to do that. Um, but as of last Saturday, when the last time I was down there, it hadn't been done. I'm sure it's been going to be done soon. I worry that some planting is not enough. I think a groin, the reinstitution of a groin there is going to be necessary. Maybe we need to do what they've done at Manu Bay and hold successive meetings to talk about it and get it wrong and then try and get it right again. Well, no, because that's no? taken years, John. <laughs> like if we honestly, if we wait another six or seven years, that will be eaten back to the roadway at that point down there um so yep could well be yeah yeah and the, yeah so uh, how long does it take to get resource consent to build a groin i wonder that must be quite a process uh don't know it depends how controversial it is probably whether everyone says that's a great idea or whether people say well the policy is to allow for natural retreat so we'll just move the road back and move the playground back and well, there's also the memorial there. Shift the soccer field somewhere else. Yeah, but there's also the memorial, right? And I'm not quite using the right word. Is it T R Y tires? Europa, yeah. Europa, yeah. So, um, and I know that uh, Nati Mahanga is very concerned about that. That's what I've heard. Uh-huh. Okay, so, so there, there might be quite a lot of support and pressure to do something about it. Yes, yeah, from <laughs> Mahanga anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's. We're a bit vague, though, aren't we? We're saying some things might be should be happening and need well, to happen. I'm, I'm just saying that regional council's got a meeting in a couple of days. That's on their agenda, and it's obviously being considered, but hasn't had any work done on it okay. so far by the look of it. Okay. All right. No, no, we know that. Or I mean, there might be planning behind the scenes, but certainly nothing on the ground. Uh, what else have you got, John? Uh, regional council's also looking at um, the bus services, um, and in fact. Uh, district Council looked at them at their last infrastructure meeting, uh, what was it, about eight days ago, 
Um, and uh, th they're looking at putting uh, new 12-seater buses in five different places around the district, including Raglan. Um, so the idea is vaguely to run from Greenslade Road via the wharf to um, Whale Bay uh, and to change the existing bus so that it just runs direct into town rather than going all the way around the houses to get in and out of town. So I, I think the idea is that the main bus will run rather quicker, um, maybe save five minutes or so on its journey, and the other bus will serve those places no longer served by the main bus. So you'll have to take two buses if you live, say, on Greenslade Road, you want to get to Hamilton, you'll have to bus into the library or, or maybe the info centre. Uh, well, presumably you can catch the bus at the end of Greenslade Road, but it, it more affects people along Government Road Sorry, and that sort I, of area. I, I get yeah. my G roads mixed up. <laughs> I meant Government Road, so you're you're a kilometres walk from the main road. Yeah. So you'd have to have two bus two bus trips. Yep. Uh, unless you are willing to walk that distance. Yeah. I guess it's either that or you, the bus winds its way through Raglan. It's not that much time though. I mean, just Greenslade Road. Uh, Government Road, Monaco Road and out. Yeah, well, it probably adds about five minutes to its journey time, I would think. Yeah, well, it'd be, so, so, this, is, so this, is the, this is the Regional Council saying this? Uh, no, this is District uh, Council. District Council. Okay. Um, regional Councils also produced a report on buses, uh, but their report on buses says much the same as usual. Can we go back uh, a step, though? The, the, uh, the District Council one, that's going to the Infrastructure Committee meeting, which is Well, when? it went to the Infrastructure Committee meeting uh, just over a week ago. Oh, do we know a result? I've got lost track of that with all the Matariki stuff. No, the minutes aren't there, and I've not talked to anyone who was there, so I don't know. Oh, I saw um, Lisa yesterday and talked about something. for Lisa, I think. Oh, no, I saw her yesterday and talked about something completely different. So, uh, sorry. You also need poor, a list of questions when you meet Lisa. Poor reporting, sorry, folks. I was uh, not focused on the right thing. <laughs> when I was focused on something So you've important. got two things to ask Lisa, whether this meeting is public and wh whether they decided Raglan was going to get a local bus. Because it's not very clear when it's going to start. They're hoping it's going to be October, but that seems to be very um, optimistic to my way of thinking because they're going to do con some consultation on where it ought to go. So um, the, the Greenslade Wharf uh, Whale Bay route is sort of rather indicative rather than anything that's been decided, um, so it, it could be something else. Um, it does seem to have been decided it's only a 12-seater, though, which rather concerns me because it means that it could quite often be overcrowded and quite often be running empty, um, and I don't know what that would do for people thinking of using the bus if they found, or oh, we can't actually get on it. I guess it's going to be an experiment, isn't it? <clears throat> Well, they're saying if we don't, I mean, Lisa was saying, what, a month or so ago, if we don't use it, we'll lose it. And my concern is that if you can't use it because it's overcrowded, then um, is that going to put people off and we're not going to carry on using it and we're going to lose it again? Yeah. We're going to say, oh, well, you've tried it, so it doesn't work, we're not going to bother again. Well, I guess it's about how often it comes. If it's a small vehicle, then it's how often does it come? <clears throat> Well, it will take about half an hour to get from Greenslade Road to Whale Bay, so it can't run more than every hour, and probably less frequent than that. So it's not the sort of um, get to the bus stop and not bother with the timetable and hop on a bus sort of service. Mm. Maybe we can put some handles on the outside and people can jump on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seats on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that would be quite a cool way to drive around Raglan, actually. <laughs> Sit on top of the van. Yeah. I know, that, I know there's health and safety issues there, but never mind. 
Uh, okay, so that's so we'll, we'll try and find out about that because that was quite a big deal to a few people. Um, so, so hopefully that's coming, but when and what uh, remains to be seen, and how successful it's going to be also remains to be seen. So um, they are talking about um, an opportunity to add a Sunday service during the summer, um, but it does sound as though it's not going to be all that um, frequent or even running every day. So um, I would have thought during summertime. A regular bus zipping back and forth from the wharf to the beaches would be in high demand. But I guess, I don't know, John, you know more about buses. <laughs> Is that going to work? Does it need to run for five years before people get used to it? I mean, well, I Even if it's full every time, I can't see that holding 12 people is going to make much difference to either carbon emissions or uh, car parking, which are the main things that the bus ought to be able to contribute to. I'm just thinking um, now so, live on the air, that's not very good radio. <laughs> yeah, um, so it, it just seems to me that uh, the school buses sit around most of the day doing nothing and they're rather bigger buses and I don't understand why they're not just going to get keep those running all day rather than have them parked for most of the day. Well, logically that makes sense, but bureaucratically it's impossible, isn't it, John? Cause well, they're, well, not uh, impossible, but they <laughs> but they are, come from different pools of funding and different organisations. And, what, and I, like, I agree with you, it makes perfect sense to use the ones that are sitting there. But As I understand it, GoBus is going to run them, and GoBus, as I understand it, runs the school buses. So, um, you know, it, it makes sense for the same company with the same buses to keep running them all day rather than park one and get another one out. Yes, it makes perfect sense, but good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, but maybe the consultation will come up with that and maybe they'll do something. So, as I say, this is only a proposal at the moment. Uh, it may be an approved proposal, but it's a proposal to consult further and decide what to do with the money that's been allocated. As, as we know with, in, from the past, GoBus is very good at getting contracts that work in their favour and, and enable them to be paid to buy new vehicles. So, yeah. well, the, the problem is that the GoBus contract runs through to 2026, so uh, we'd have to wait till then to make any changes. Because um, I think they're hoping that they're going to save about 10000 a year by not going through the streets of Raglan and just having a direct route and... That will contribute the towards bus. the cost of a minibus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, well, we'll see. More to come. Uh, but we don't even know if that's been confirmed yet, so it's, that's all conjecture at this point in time. But you, usually staff recommendations do get confirmed when, when they get to that stage. They're usually going to go through, but there may have been some opposition. But I think if there this had was, been, we'd have heard about it. This was a bit different because normally they do this something like this with some external funding. This time they weren't. Well, except they had set the money aside in their annual plan, so it, it was there sitting was in the there, annual plan yeah. ready to spend. It's just that they didn't get the extra money from the government because they didn't put the right documents into the government at the right time. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> As with so many of these things, like horses on the beach and so on, the council seems to get these things wrong Well, the horses rather too on the often. Beach. Let, or should we talk about the horses on the beach thing? Because not too many people know this. There was uh, an injunction taken out. We did out. talk about it last time. Did we? Yeah. Well, let's just mention it again. Uh, an injunction by a, a horse organisation that was formed um, to fight for the rights of the horses to go on the beach, or the rights of the, rights of the riders to ride their horse on the beach, to be precise. Uh, it was a, success, a successful court injunction based on... It was just not following the right bureaucratic rules, though, really, wasn't it, John? 
the yeah, council, well, it, it didn't just get approval from the government, which it should have done. Yeah, so that's a mistake in the process, which they will rectify, and then that's a loophole that will be closed, basically, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay, so that's where, that's, that's, where, that's where we expect that one to go. Our council's good at making up rules, but not following them, so... Yeah. No, well, it's their job to make rules, John. <laughs> it's their job to follow them as well. Yeah, right? Not so much. No, I've been silly. I've been silly. Uh, they they well, have that, to follow that rule. That's the problem that they've had with not getting this extra funding, and it's the problem they've had with the horses. So, yeah. And I'd be interested to see a case of somebody driving the wrong way down Cliff Street being prosecuted, but as far as I'm aware, lots of people are still driving the wrong way, but nobody's been prosecuted. No. Well, it depends if it causes. I mean, if it causes a problem. Let, let's move on to yeah. some of the other things which are more recent. Uh, like councils decided they're going to try and reduce their emissions by having hybrid or plug-in electric uh, vehicles. Um, so they've now got almost a quarter of their fleet which are uh, in that category. So it'd be interesting to see how much fuel they do save on those. Because I'm not sure that um, hybrids are all that much more fuel efficient than um, efficient uh, petrol vehicles, but we'll see what the results are. Um, They've also um, been looking at... Oh, I have a comment on hybrids. Because they're they're, they're the ones that uh, get energy from braking. Uh, Yes. So good when you're driving around town, not so good when you're driving... Uh, long distance rural driving on the open road just cruising at 100k yeah um, because usually you can just take your foot off the accelerator and cruise down the um, divvy without using a brake at all so yeah things like that Um, I suppose there's a few places on uh, Stewart Street and things like that you want to have the brakes on but I mean you imagine you're driving around central Hamilton like you're braking all the time every intersection (laughs) and for all sorts of stuff so that that gets a lot more work that way. Yeah, so, as I say, it'd be interesting to see what effect it has on their fuel consumption. But there's a council that's mostly, mostly rural. <laughs> yeah, but um, there are also vehicles which are suitable, <clears throat> and I don't see why all their vehicles do need to be um, the large ones that they're using rather than the more economical ones. So, um, you know, there's probably some way to go with that, but to move in the right direction. Um, they've also... Um, that the infrastructure meeting had a very short report on the airfield, so I'd be interested to know whether there was any discussion on that, because it seemed to be um, a very biased report on the airfield. Um, <laughs> How's that, John? <laughs> which is probably not too surprising. Um, but, yeah, Annette uh, talked about uh, necessary safety improvements, but didn't talk about the option of closing the airfield which has always seemed to me to be the simplest one, and that's, one so that's never been put to council or never been considered. I, it was momentarily considered, uh, according to the council managers, in a meeting they talked about a long time ago, uh, a few months ago. But this is a joint decision between uh, the Hapu groups who are involved in the land and council. So yeah, it puzzles me that Hapu want to keep the airfield open, so I've yet to hear an explanation of that. They, well, they have, they have, they have, they've put um, posts on Facebook talking about it, and they, they, they're saying safety. I think from memory. Well, the safest thing to do is close the airfield. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're saying safety for the purpose of the fence. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't remember what it is. So else yeah, said it still puzzles that. me. But maybe we'll get an explanation someday. Um, <clears throat> and I see that they're also planning to have flushing toilets at Naranui Beach. 
So this is a refurbishment that they're talking about. I'm not sure whether they're planning to move them still. I've not been down the end of the beach recently. It's um, been eroding even more, I'm told. Which block of toilets we're talking about? The ones that exist that feel like they're about to fall off the sandbank? Well, what it says is designed for refurbishment of Naranui beach toilets, which I take it to be the ones down the bottom of the emergency access road. Um, How can you have flush toilets down there? Well, that's what they're talking about, you have presumably. To pump, you pump everything back up. Um, yeah, well, it seems to me to be um, a problem, but that's what they're talking about anyway. Okay, uh, all right. That's why I was a bit confused about the location, because <laughs> I thought that was the, like, the last place they'd do it. But I guess, well, actually, you can't, you can't have it just going into a hole in the ground either, because the ground keeps getting eroded. And that's not going to be pretty. Yeah, well, maybe that's one of the problems as well. So it would be interesting to see what comes up with that design. Yeah. Um, and there was also a public excluded section talking about the Raglan Wharf improvement and what they should do with that contract. And as far as I can make out, they've still not applied for a resource consent for that, that all those changes that they're planning down at the wharf. So the, the last I heard they were negotiating the contract with a... With a contractor, yeah. Well, this is a public excluded section, so presumably they, they that's what they're talking considered about. Considered that negotiation, yeah. And may, maybe they maybe they can't apply for resource consent until they've pinned down the exact scope of the contract. Uh, and another thing I spotted on there was that they're still mentioning parking machines. So I don't know whether we're going to get parking machines at some stage to parking machines. You mean meters? So, yes. Well, right. they're calling them machines. I think they, they mean meters. Right. Okay. Well, I suppose they're not meters really. They they usually ticket machines issue a ticket you put in your windscreen parking machine sounds like something you drive up you get out of your car and the machine parks it for you (laughs) yeah well that's what it says anyway so i'm just interpreting (laughs) yes thank you um Um, what you got any more there from council yeah there's also some new walkways that they're talking about so from uh we know about the one from cliff street jetty to raglan wharf um but there's also um well, I'm not sure that we do. I'm not sure what they mean by Raglan Wharf. It could mean that they mean extension of the existing boardwalk along there. Um, so I've got some doubts about that. Um, there's also a Whale Bay walkway that they're talking about. I'm I'll, not sure. be, I'll be interviewing Lisa on Friday. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, ask her if she knows what these are. An Arrow Bay walkway, um, which may mean they want to link up the car park at the rugby ground with Wallace Street which is yes. what they've been talking about for a long time, so yeah. it'd be good if those go ahead. Um, and also Lorenzen Bay walkway, so a whole series of names, but no details in there. So Now, back a step, you just reminded me of something I forgot to ask you about. <clears throat> right back at the start, we were talking about issues to do with flooding or something, and Lorenzen Bay was mentioned. Yep. Was this the regional council? What, do we have any idea of what they mean by that? Are they going to build a wall there to stop people's houses flooding, or...? Well, the, the policy generally seems to be to retreat rather than build walls. Okay. So probably not, but um, no doubt the residents down there have got their own views. So I'm sure they'd like a wall, <laughs> yeah. But there's a few places around the um, Raglan beaches where uh, rising sea levels and increased storms are going to have a problem. So Yeah, we just saw um, just a few weeks ago... Um, because of the combination of stormy weather, the wind from the from a direction that pushes it against the coast, that there was problems uh, again in Lorenzen Bay. And the regional council's um, c- 
climate change committees looking at scenario of anything up to a couple of meters of sea level rise in the next century. So that that's their forward planning. So if you're thinking of building within a couple of meters of sea level, you're probably not going to get permission for it. No, a two meter wall. <laughs> Unless you build a big two meter wall around it. Yeah, yeah and that's they're not going to spend that kind of money. It's not. It's not um, the Netherlands where there's whole cities with you know hundreds of thousands, millions of people who are going to be affected. Um, it's yeah. It's just a few hundred people, yep. maybe a few thousand people. But there is big money still being spent because they're talking about spending over a million dollars on a new reservoir up at the quarry at the end of Cornwall Road, off Hills Road. Um, so, new um, backup. Yeah, well, they, they've been talking about it for a while, and it's now got a figure of a thousand, uh, sorry, a million and ninety-two thousand um, dollars. So it looks like that one's moving closer to actually. Um, happening okay. this is in the finance committee agenda yeah from a week ago okay now i jump i made you jump around from the order you were doing things and can you get back to where you were john uh yeah well, i'm just going down to the bottom of the email i sent you a week ago um, oh, I said, why i couldn't find it <laughs> uh which has got a whole load of other stuff on it as well um but yeah one of the other things on there is to refurbish the rugby club rooms uh during the next financial year so they were um, substantially changed in 2005 and what 17 years on it looks like they're looking at refurbishment really i don't know they're going to build a seawall around those as well because sometime well on the last high tide the tide got within a few centimeters of flowing over that wall at wallet street so well it's got it's got a f- how much how much could the wetlands there absorb before it affected the sports area it depends how much it flows over, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a, an exhaustible supply out there of water. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to um, to see lots of money going to the rugby club when the soccer club's facilities are consist of an old dilapidated shipping container. Yeah, well, they, they did spend about half a million on the rugby club, as I say, back in 2005, uh, and created the tennis courts and that huge, largely unused car park. Yeah, there's, there. there's several sports, tennis, netball, rugby, um, all use that area, to be fair. Um, okay, so... And the, the last thing that I spotted on the Finance Committee agenda, um, as I say, a week ago, was that they still had on their list alternatives to weed spraying. So quite a lot of people have been grumbling at the use of Roundup for killing weeds on footpaths and such like. And also GE-free approaches and education regarding climate change, which rather surprised me for this council. I thought that had been dropped off their agenda ages ago and whether they actually get around to... I don't think it ever got on, did it, John? (laughs) I have seen it mentioned a few years ago. I thought it had been quietly dropped, but maybe some staff member there is quite keen on those and actually shove them in the finance committee report to make sure they weren't completely lost if any favourable regime came along so of course we have got local elections coming up so maybe we'll get a regime more favourable to such things uh, So that's within the context of the regular naturally um, priorities I guess <clears throat> Alright should we have a little break and then come back and have a quick look at history now that we've used up a lot of time <laughs> We've got another 20 minutes to talk about uh, yeah. carnivals and matariki and such like Alright back in a moment <laughs> 